and sweep till the floor's all clean. Polish and wax, do laundry and mop and shine up. Sweep again and by then it's like 7.15 and so I'll wait up or maybe... Hi everyone, welcome to Raised on the Diz. Thank you for joining us. I'm Zolian. And I'm Nick. Thank you for being here, everyone, and spending a half hour with us. Today, we're talking about a really big question, a lot of conversation about this online. Should you actually go to Disney World right now? So we have a couple things to go over. Uh, The situation with COVID-19 in Disney World right now, Disney regulations, some of the experiences that are limited in Disney World right now, and then we talk about some reasons that you should think about going to Disney World. And before we jump into all that, can I just highlight the amazingness of the songs that we have selected for this podcast? Yeah, we've got Tangled on this episode, (laughs) which is a great movie. I I think it's one of the most underrated Disney movies. I would say it's just as great as Frozen. So if you've never seen Tangled, do yourself a favor and at some point this week, check it out. But before we get into talking about whether you should go to Disney World right now, I want to welcome our son Christian to the podcast. Christian is 10. His favorite ride is Expedition Everest, and his favorite resort is Wilderness Lodge. So I want to talk to Christian today about this day in Disney history. And today is Monday, August 9th, 2021. So Christian, on this date, what happened in Disney history? So on August 9th, 1969, it was the opening of Disneyland's Haunted Mansion. All right. And, you know, we we watched Behind the Attraction on Disney Plus, and they had an episode about Haunted Mansion. Is there anything you learned about that? I mean, was that a, was that a project that they worked on for a long time over in Disneyland? They worked on it for about 10 years. For wow, 10 years. Yep. And the gates were closed for like a while. And did they have different ideas about what they wanted the Honda Mansion to be? Yeah, like one wanted it to be sick, scary, and one wanted it to be, like, funny. And they had, like, a controversy about it. But they did both in the end. They did both in the end. So the first part of Haunted Mansion is kind of scary. Mm-hmm. And the second part is kind of silly. Mm-hmm. So they did both. What do you think about the Haunted Mansion? I think it's a great ride, and it's a classic. It was one of the opening day attractions in Walt Disney World, and in Disneyland it was a... um, Opening in 1969, so they took a little bit of time. But by the time they had it opened up in Disneyland, they were ready to bring it over to Walt Disney World because it was getting ready to open in 1971. And now it's in Japan and Paris... And all different parks across the world. So we love Haunted Mansion and we appreciate Christian stopping by to share a little bit about this day in Disney history. So that was fun, right, Zolian? Yeah, that was really cute. So all of our kids love Disney and we're going to feature them on the podcast. I have to say, probably not the three-year-old yet. <laughs> um, he just kind of rambles. But our daughter, Claire, who's eight, is going to share a fun fact She's really into fun facts. She's going to share one of those on next week's episode. And she's already kind of got her gears turning about what she wants to talk about. Yeah, she already knows. She has it figured out. 
But we are here to talk today about whether you should go to Disney right now. And let's get right into it. So Mm -hmm. here is the reality. The Delta variant is really impacting the United States right now. It's Mm -hmm. impacting Florida as well. The seven-day case average for COVID-19 in Florida is currently 16,800 cases per day. Mm -hmm. That has taken a bit of a drop in recent days. So it's Mm -hmm. gone down a little bit, but still uh, Florida is one of the leaders in cases right now. So that's the reality. And Disney has responded based on CDC guidance. They've responded with bringing back masks indoors. We didn't have to wear masks anywhere except for transportation in our most recent trip. Right. Yeah, we were there uh, about mid-June and they had just actually kind of lifted um, those mask requirements. I think it was like a month before we were there. I think Actually, it was like, it was like a week before. It oh, was, really? It was, it was like later. a week before we were oh, there okay. that they had lifted this. So it just had happened. So there basically okay. was a six-week period where people didn't have to wear masks. Right. Again, you had to wear them on transportation, right. but a lot of the, the masks were removed in different places. And the mask mandate now is back. However, it's not the same as what it was you know, last year. So people are... Uh, now required to wear masks, of course, still on transportation, but then uh, in lines, on rides, and then, you know, in stores and restaurants, like when you walk indoors. But when you walk outside, if you're just kind of walking around the park, you don't have to have those masks on. So that's the big difference between the mask mandate now in Disney and what we saw earlier in the year and last year after COVID hit. So obviously the the risk to folks is less if you have the the vaccine uh, for COVID-19, but that's the reality as it stands right now with COVID-19. And that's really all we're going to say about it. Obviously, Mm -hmm. there's lots of information available online should you want to look up more about Disney's mask regulations or the reality of COVID-19 in Florida right now. What we want to talk about on this podcast is how the entire pandemic and everything that's going on is going to impact your Disney trip. Right. Because we know that people save up a lot to go on these trips. And it is something that you might only go once every three years. Or for some folks, maybe it's a once in a lifetime thing. Mm-hmm. So we want it to be a great experience for you. So I think it's good to be upfront about what experience you're getting right now. So let's talk a little bit about those. Okay. and most restaurants are back. Mm-hmm. Um, I We just looked up one of our favorites, Columbia Harbor House. It mm-hmm. reopened in early August, and that is a great quick service location. So they're coming back online, but there's no dining plan yet. Right. And that that's kind of a deal breaker for some folks. Right. Yeah, the dining plan is really nice. And if you're not familiar with the dining plan, actually, we could have an entire episode just on the dining plan. But um, it allows you to pay for your meals, like prepay for your meals. And then you know, there, you know there are different tiers, and you can have sit-down dinners and and quick service dinners and even some snacks thrown in throughout the day. Um, But it's kind of a nice option for families. You don't have to worry about actually paying while you are eating. It's already something that's prepaid um, and that you could just use your, your magic band or your, um, your app for. Yeah. Yeah. You could use your ticket card as well. Yeah. Um, And then, you know, you, you, basically keep track of your credits and that's how the the dining plan works, but it's not around right now. So that is a bit of an inconvenience for folks that are headed to the parks. One of the big ones that we just talked about tonight, we were watching a video on YouTube and they were talking about character dining and Mm -hmm. character meet and greets. Those are not back really in any form. I mean, so they are back in some form. Characters will come in and wave in a socially distanced fashion. Right. Got to be honest, folks, that's nothing compared to character meet and greets in 2019 and and every year previous. I mean, you were able to have conversations with characters. 
as a 37-year-old man, not a real big deal for me, but right. it's kind of, you know, a deal breaker for kids. Right. And, you know, prior to COVID, you know, if, if you've never been to the parks, there were a ton of opportunities to see characters. I mean, you could go to a, a character you know, restaurant uh, and see characters. And often they would come around to you or your table, um, even just walking throughout the park. You know, um, I'm thinking of like an adventure land, Aladdin and Jasmine. And even I think Jafar from time to time was out and about. At some um, of the special events. Yes. Right. Um, you know, often you would see Mickey and Minnie. I know at Epcot, I have a picture of Claire um, with with Minnie and with Daisy. And we would often see Donald in the Mexico Pavilion. And so often, you know, they were out kind of wandering around or the characters would just kind of pop out and, and stay in a certain location for a length of time that you can go and actually see them. That That's not happening right now. And so, yeah, again, for an adult, it's not a big deal. But if you're planning to take young kids uh, during this time, keep that in mind, because that is a big part of the experience, especially for them. So they will have times posted for what they're calling cavalcades, which mm-hmm. are basically like moving floats that go through the different parks. At Animal Kingdom, they actually use boats. So there'll be times posted on the My Disney Experience app for those cavalcades. And that's like a, a group of related characters that are on the same mm-hmm. float together. So you can see the characters that way. But I mean, honestly, folks, it's not the same as meet and greets. We understand why they're not back. I think that we join with everybody that really eagerly awaits them being back. And so that is something that you've got to take into consideration when you're talking about whether to go to Disney World right now. If character right. meet and greets are important to you, it's not going to be satisfying. Right. And especially if you're paying, you know, to to go to a place like Cinderella's Royal Table or, um, you know, Be Our Guest or some of these other places where you get to interact with these characters you know, you may see like Cinderella, for example, at Cinderella's Royal Table. But like Nick said, she's kind of popping in, popping out. Um, you know, she's not really coming around to the the different tables. And you pay a lot of money to go to that thing, like a lot of money per person. And so you kind of want to get the most experience you can out of it. Yeah, I mean, so that's a dinner that's based entirely on having the ability to greet the princesses, mm-hmm. uh, Cinderella's royal table. So, you know, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that's not worth it because you're right. paying a lot of money and the experience is altered. So right. I definitely would skip on that for now. Mm-hmm. And if if meeting characters is important to you, then it probably isn't the right time to go to Disney World. Right. Obviously, if we see recovery of COVID-19 and the Delta variant and things start to return back to normal, then that's something that's going to come back. And I'm sure that Disney would bring it back tonight if they could, if they felt that they could do so safely. But it's just not that time yet. And the thing with a lot of these these meet and greets as well, you know, you are, you know, very close to these these characters. I mean, I know like when our kids saw Anna and Elsa, for example, in, in Epcot, I mean, they hug them and they, you know, they get autographs and get pictures. So it's a very, you know, kind of intimate experience. You're very close with these characters. So it makes sense that especially now, you know, that's something that Disney wants to be careful about. And I do applaud them for what they are doing, though. I know like when we were in Epcot the last time in June, the little parade with the princesses kind of riding around the park, like Claire got really excited to see them and wave to them um, whenever they were coming through. So, you know, it is it is still exciting to see these characters even just in the parade. But if your child really wants to get to talk to them or get an autograph. Um, Unfortunately, that's not possible right now. Well, I'm going to say that families save up for a long time to go to Disney World. 
if you've watched a Disney commercial anytime in the past, I don't know, 30 years, a big part of it is a child running up to a princess and giving her a hug or having right. a conversation with a princess. If that's something that's important to you, your money is not going to be well spent right, right. now. And I would suggest waiting if that's an important part of your trip. And we'll get to you know different things, different considerations for people that travel to Disney World often because it's kind of a different train of thought there. Mm-hmm. Or people so who live there. Right. People know. who live there. I mean, that's right. a completely different story. Right. One other thing and something that families really look forward to, especially families with daughters, is Bibbidi Boppity Boutique. Mm-hmm. This isn't the same boat because, you know, there's close interaction with the folks that are involved in Bibbidi Boppity Boutique. Mm-hmm. So it's not open right now. We don't right. know when it's going to open. Right. Um, Bibbidi Boppity Boutique is an experience where um, you, know, you can take your daughter to um, to this this little cottage looking place. And um, she's able to select a dress and meet with the fairy godmother and essentially kind of transform into a princess, kind of similar to how Cinderella did uh, in in the movie Cinderella. So um, she gets a dress and then uh, you actually walk, you leave the little cottage and you walk over to the castle and um, she gets her hair done and makeup and all that kind of stuff. So it's, it's a very cute experience that is unfortunately not back yet. That's right. And we don't know when that's going to return. The other thing is, if you are somebody who would like to travel to Disney more often, you know, what one thing that can be cost advantageous is if you know you're going to be traveling to Disney, say, a couple times in a year, you can buy an annual pass. Mm -hmm. The annual pass sales are not back. They're not supposed to be back until later this year in time for the 50th anniversary. We've been annual pass holders. um, You know, it feels like we've been annual pass holders for a long time because what happened was... In 2019, Mm -hmm. in the summer, we knew that we were going to be traveling to Disney again in January of 2020. So Mm -hmm. we bought annual passes Mm -hmm. and then returned to Disney in January 2020. And Mm -hmm. then in March 2020, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, time is just melting together right now. In some ways, it feels like it was just yesterday that everything started closing down Mm -hmm. and then it feels like a long time but yeah in march 2020 disney world shut down and they basically tacked on time to the annual pass holder time of people that had passes at the time that the park shut down so we ended up yeah we ended up having annual passes for about a year and a half right and then we were able to uh renew those Mm -hmm. passes as well so we're still currently annual pass holders but if you know that you're going to have a a few trips in a year maybe you're traveling for work or traveling to see family and you know you're going to be down there then sometimes an annual pass is something that is a good value to buy I think that's probably a subject for a podcast to come. But if you are in that situation now, you're looking at a big expenditure Mm -hmm. for those trips that you might not have had if you were just paying up front for the annual pass. Right. Yeah. And again, you know, if you live close to to Orlando and this is a place that I'm sure for a lot of people who live in Florida, you know, they you know, may have this if, if they go a lot. But again, it's kind of like in the same boat as the um, dining plan where you're you're kind of paying up front. And uh, for for the annual passes, you, you can go as many times as you want um, after you pay that per person amount. That's right. And it's a really it's a really tough thing for people that live in Florida because those folks get heavily discounted annual passes. Mm-hmm. And I mean, say you're somebody that just got into Disney or you just had a child that came of the age mm-hmm. that he or she really loves Disney World and you live in Florida. I mean, you you can't buy an annual pass right now and won't be right. able to until they come back. So that's been a hard time. And 
the the message boards that we're on that we uh, are are participating in. A lot of folks are eagerly anticipating those passes coming back. Yeah. The other one is, and we could probably spend a little bit of time talking about this. You know, you you talk about the experience and how. And I want to be really clear that the experience is still as magical as what it was when we started it traveling. Is. I mean, since since we were kids traveling to Disney, it's still as magical as that. Right. It's just different. So you right. have all of these different modifications. Mm-hmm. But then there's one thing that you put on top of that, and it kind of makes it maybe a little bit of a different, a more difficult decision. The crowds this summer, because so many people have wanted to travel, mm-hmm. have been extreme. Mm-hmm. I mean, there have been days. And again, you know, we've talked about this on previous episodes. And for those who haven't listened, go back to listen to our rope drop episodes where we talk about what rides to ride immediately after the park mm-hmm. opens. And you can really maximize your time in the park. And you can also use... Uh, touringplans.com and the Touring Plans Lines app that you can download on your cell phone that gives you the accurate wait times. But there were some days that my Disney experience had an hour wait for pretty much everything in Magic Kingdom. Right. And that's what, and the Lines app was, was also about an hour. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Before some of those days, like both of those times were the same. So that tells us that, okay, this is a really busy day in the park. So yeah, it, it will be interesting to see kind of moving forward, you know, if those those parks are going to stay as crowded. You know what I mean? Especially now with what's happening with, with COVID uh, and this, this Delta variant. So I'll be curious to see how that plays out over the next few months. Yeah. So as our daughter Claire would say, fun fact, this a lot of the schools in Florida are scheduled to go back to school on the, actually this, this week as we're recording mm-hmm. this, they're scheduled to go back to school on August 10th. So, yeah, that is that's coming up. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting to see over the next week or so how that impacts crowds at the parks as people down in Florida are are back to the grind of, of their kids being in school. And those that local crowd is is diminishing. But it has definitely been I didn't think that the the, the crowds were too bad when we were there a right. month ago. Mm-hmm. Um, or I guess at this point, about a month and a half ago. Right. Yeah. Um, but definitely, I've seen uh, tracking the different wait times, hearing reports from people that are in the park on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. They've they've been busy, yeah. and and growing busier. Um, so a combination of the new mask recommendations and kids going back to school in Florida that may cut down on those crowds. Um, so those are reasons that you may want to reconsider a Disney trip. And a lot of those are kind of more detailed. We have three really simple reasons why you should go to Disney right mm-hmm. now. One is if you travel to Disney often. Mm-hmm. What we find is that if you go to Disney more often, the little ebbs and flows of different things that are available don't bother you as much mm-hmm. because you know that you'll be back, you know, within a year or even a, even a year and a half or, or six months or or however long it's going to be. It doesn't bother you as much. Right. And yeah, just going back to what you said about, you know, the expense of all this stuff. And, and yeah, if you're planning this trip and, you know, it's just like the one time, you know, you're taking your kids. I know when I was growing up. The first time I went, I was in seventh grade, you know, and that was the only time that I went until I was in college. And the only reason I went then, my brother was in the, his high school marching band and we went to see him. So, um, you know, I really haven't started going more consistently until the, you know, over the last couple of years. I know you went more often as a, as a kid, um, but, you know, 
I grew up only going once. And so like, I know a lot of people that take their kids one time and, and it is expensive. And if you're going for that one, there's no perfect experience, but you try to get as perfect of an experience as you can, you know, that's not quite what you're going to get at this point in time. Yeah, that's right. Um, the, the second reason you should go is if this is the only time of the year that you can go. Zolian's an educator, so mm-hmm. she has the summers off. It works really. I mean, would we prefer not to go to Disney in the summer? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It is super hot. I mean, I I sweat like <laughs> crazy. It, immediately after I step out of the hotel, I am covered in sweat. I mean, it takes like 60 seconds for me to be covered in sweat. I would love to just go to Disney on, you know, the the time of the fall or the spring. January. Uh, or, the, or the winter would be even better. <laughs> yes. But, I mean, it kind of works that we, we do go in the summer pretty often and just deal with the heat. Right. But some people can only go in, right. during the summer or go right now. And they just have to accept the different things that aren't available. Right. Yeah. And I think if, you know, if you're someone who it's, you know, for your job or or for whatever reason, the kids not being in school, if the summer works best for you, I mean, I wouldn't be deterred um, to I mean, we we've gone in the summer over the past couple of years. And is it like Nick said, is it hot? Um, Yes, absolutely. But, you know, that also is kind of, you know, nice because it sort of forces you to maybe take a break from the parks a little bit and maybe spend some time, you know, at your resort, at the pool or whatever, um, you know, doing things that you wouldn't normally do on a 65 degree day in January or something like that. So uh, there are certainly certainly pros to uh, to going in the, the summer heat. Absolutely. And then, you know, at the end of all of this, Go if you're comfortable with mm-hmm. the restrictions and limitations that exist right now. Right. If if you hear that Disney is requiring masks in lines and indoors and you're comfortable with that and you're comfortable with the things that aren't available, all of this comes down to your level of comfort. Right. And you, you got to, as they say, you got to do you. Right. So you, you have to be comfortable with things as they stand, comfortable with your your kids heading down there right now. So it just comes down to your personal comfort level. Yeah. And I, you know, I think that that's what, you know, COVID has been. I mean, it's it's been like looking at the data, looking at the facts, you know, looking at the information coming out about this, this virus and and deciding, okay, what what is best for for me and my family. So, you know, don't go if you're not comfortable. That is totally understandable. If you feel comfortable and, you know, you feel comfortable taking your kids, then go go ahead, you know, but be like Nick said, be prepared to, you know, abide by those regulations and know that, okay, I have to wear a mask in these places. So wear your mask in these places. I know that there are cast members making sure that, you know, you're wearing the mask and, and, and things like that. And, and, you know, don't argue with the cast members about it. They're just doing their job. So, you know, you got to you, you have to kind of keep that in mind too. It's hot, but if you have to wear the mask, you wear the mask. Yeah, we don't we don't like coming on here and having to talk about the COVID-19 pandemic. I mean, we're just like everybody else. We wish it was over and and passed for for our country and for the world. But the reality is that, uh, you know, that definitely has been a resurgence here over the past month. So, you know, just pay attention to those restrictions and the limitations that exist in the park. And you can still have a really great vacation again you got to go in with expectations that are kept in check right you you go in with expectations that are sky high you're going to be disappointed especially even if you go all the time i mean even if you're a florida resident you go in there thinking this is going to be a non-complicated day Mm -hmm. 
with the way things are right now and the restrictions and limitations that exist, I mean, you kind of have to roll with the punches. So I think that's my main advice for folks that are headed down to the parks right now. Absolutely. And, you know, again, it's it is the happiest place on Earth. I know some people may not agree. And if you're not a Disney fan, I don't know why you're listening to this anyway. But uh, for us, you know, we think it's pretty great. But but yeah, I mean, you have to, like you said, keep those expectations. You know, I don't want to say like, you know, don't have any, but, you know, keep them a little lower and, you know, just just try to enjoy the little things, you know, even if everything doesn't go smoothly. I mean, nothing has gone smoothly in the past year and a half. So your trip, if you're heading down there right now, uh, it may not either, but remember you're at Disney, so make the best of it. And good times are ahead because the 50th anniversary is coming up and that year and a half long celebration is going to bring with it the opening of a lot of rides Mm -hmm. and new attractions. Uh, One of them is uh, the Ratatouille ride over at Epcot that is opening on October 1st. So big things are coming and uh, we are looking forward to it just like everybody else is. And I do want to say before we wrap up, if mm-hmm. you aren't a Disney fan, keep listening because we will get you turned around. <laughs> Don't That's worry sorry. about it. I will, we will get you turned around. We will awake your passion for Disney. So just keep listening. Don't give up on us. Well, what do you think about your dad? Do you think your dad will become a Disney fan well, after yeah, January? I mean, so he's going to the park in January <laughs> and he's going to experience it the uh uh, the way that we do it. The Nick and, and Zolian uh, way. Yeah, the Nick and Zolian <laughs> way. And he is going to become a believer. So, yes, that he is going to He has his magic band, so he's one step in the right direction. Yeah, so, so, yeah, my dad my dad thinks that the, you know, it's kind of a joke, but he thinks the magic band is like a watch or like some kind of an intercom device. Or he, he wishes. speak into it. He wishes it was a little uh, more high tech. Yeah. yeah. So we'll, we'll share more about that as we, <laughs> as we get ready to travel down to Disney World with my dad and making him a Disney believer. So we'll have a little travel log about that. But that is going to do it for this episode of Raised on the Diz, episode 12. Have a magical day. And have a great, big, beautiful tomorrow. Tomorrow.